Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No well, welcome back to the show, everybody. After a bit of time off for us, we're back in studio here at. Uh, the Quentin Drive Recording Studios from the Man Cave office. Here alongside the late, great Joe Martinez, who's the uh, traditional co-host of this show. You are listening to the 94 Feet and Beyond podcast um, with your host, Sam Berg, back here again. Um, with Big Joe in studio here, he's on the uh, Anchor Podcast Performance Line. We may have to come up with another name for that now that uh, we're now streaming live on iHeartRadio. Um, did have some issues with the Facebook uh, live feed today, so we were unable to do that. But um, we did want to throw a shout-out to the Mike Taylor Show. They've been making some appearances around the great city of San Antonio this week. They were out there at Texas Cheer Liquor on uh, Tuesday night, and then last night over at the Hangar doing the Mike Taylor Live Show. And they're really trying to promote the um, Mike Taylor Barbecue coming up in uh, June in about a month. Um, and all proceeds will benefit the Salvation Army uh, Peacock Boys and Girls Club over there uh, close to Woodlawn Lake is where it will be held. Um, it's going to have a, a cooking contest you can still sign up for. It's $100 for a team. That covers five guys with uh, um, barbecue plates as well. And then you also have... Uh, if you just want to participate by buying plates and you don't even have to show up, that's $12 uh, for the Mike Taylor Show Barbecue. And then there's also the VIP package, which is $25. It gives you entry to the grounds, um, a shirt that has the uh, poster that me and Big Joe got today at Big Bib Barbecue when we met up with the guys. Um, it's pretty cool, very detailed. Um, poster that they made this year um, so that'll be um, encased on the on the shirt as well as getting entry to the grounds and uh, a, a plate of barbecue that day 11 to 3 on June 11th coming up here soon but wanted to give them a quick shout out got to hang out with them today at the Big Bid Barbecue um, really good barbecue and uh, it was nice to get to know them a little bit and talk with them and hopefully we can help them promote uh their um cause that they're trying to 
um, do out there. Um, Joe, what was it like for you to meet the the great Mike Taylor and at the biggest Puma today? Oh man, that was super exciting. Uh, been listening to his show for since man, man since I was probably in middle school, high school. I remember uh, like we were talking, but I remember you know the uh, back in the day before it was Puma it was uh, Bob Rozier and Mike Taylor making fun of Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett. For- Years, so it's, it was pretty cool to finally meet him and Kuba. Just the atmosphere was awesome. Yeah, uh, it was really cool to kind of meet them in person and talk to them a little bit and kind of see what they're all about. Um, they're trying to promote a good cause, so really encourage you guys to get in on that. It's only twelve dollars, even just to donate to buy a plate, even if you don't go. So um, really easy to do. There's an online link on his profile i believe at mike taylor show on twitter and on instagram so go ahead and take a look at that and this is our first week live streaming on iHeartRadio, so hopefully it goes well i did a couple little trial runs but this is a real trial run because we fly by the skin of our teeth on this show always have always will uh, joe jumping into uh the hot topics here, we've got the NBA playoffs in full swing here in the second round, late in the second round. Um, got a couple game sixes tonight, a couple game sixes tomorrow. We're probably going to have a few game sevens out of this crew. Um, let's go with uh, what we have for tonight, the first game, which will start here in about ten minutes, uh, is Miami and Philadelphia. And Miami taking the commanding 3-2 lead down there in uh, Florida last time um, that they played a couple nights ago kind of just really blowing out the Sixers um, by about 20 or so points there Um, and then you know you have uh, of course a banged up uh, Joel Embiid but you also have um, an aging James Harden who's kind of struggling to produce Um, at this point in his career at least consistently and he's always had troubles in the playoffs um, as we've seen for a a number of years from Harden Um, but it's going to be tough for the for the Heat to win um, in Philadelphia tonight just as it is a road game and um, they haven't won there yet this series so it's going to be a tough a tough go for the guys tonight to, to finish it out there, but if uh, Joel and um, Harden end up playing the way they did in Game 6, they may be able to easily take it. Um, Kyle Lowry's been out for most of the series. Um, I think he's only played two games, uh, two in Philly, and they lost both of them. So actually, it's it's almost like they're playing better without him right now. Um they're kind of moving the ball around a little bit more, and then the the young guys are um, running and gunning, and uh, you know they've been shooting the ball well. Uh, Max Struess and um, Gabe Vincent's been playing pretty well at point guard. Uh, Jimmy Butler's been pretty much lights out the entire playoffs. Um, Autobios had some pretty good games here and there. Um, so they've kind of got the young energy going, and then Oladipo has been. A huge uh, boost off the bench along with Tyler Hero in that second unit. And the other story that's kind of percolating is the uh, man that got the big contract in the offseason for Miami, 
which is uh, Duncan Robinson, who really hasn't played a whole lot in this series, kind of just some garbage time minutes. Uh, he's kind of your uh, three-point specialist, if you will, for them. Um, but he might be a, a pretty big defensive liability against uh, Tyrese Maxey and um, Thibault and some of the other guys that he may have to guard in the series. So I'm assuming that's why he's out. But he does have he is scheduled to make $18 million this year, and that's the third most on the team. Joe, um, any thoughts on this Philly and Miami series? I think the key to tonight's game really is uh, the Heat contain Joel Embiid. I think if they're able to isolate him and force Harden to be the difference maker to them, the Heat will have a, a lot better chance in the ball game. you got to consider how how bad uh, James Harden has really struggled, I guess, throughout the season with the distance and just take the ball out of Embiid's hands and be physical with it. We know that. You know, the past night, if you bang him up, he's going to be there crying for the officiating. So I'm hoping that they're at least going to let the bigs down. Because if not, then you really have no chance of him. He's just going to be able to take advantage of his size. Yeah. He's definitely a, a tough guard down low. So um, I, I will be a little bit surprised if the Heat win tonight in Philly where they've struggled and struggled mightily this series but uh, it would be nice to to win that one and get some rest going into the next round um the other one tonight is uh the the phoenix suns uh took their 3-2 lead um over the mavericks uh game six tonight in dallas um it's kind of been the luka Doncic show for most of the series uh for the Mavs, uh, in those couple games that they did win, Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith, um, even uh, Reggie Bullock and uh, Maxi Kleba, some of the other guys started to step up a little bit and uh, actually produce on the offensive side. Um, so those guys are going to have to step up tonight for them to have a chance. Um, of course, they've got a pretty good home court advantage there in Dallas, um, and they've defended their home court throughout the series, so they have a good chance to win tonight, especially if the other guys really step up. But the story really with the Mavericks this uh, postseason has been um, Doncic is able to score 40 points and get all these assists, but he doesn't have a true number two guy. So if you're the Mavericks, you've got to go into the offseason looking to um, find someone else to get help, Lucas some help because Porzingis wasn't the answer. He was the man made of glass, and uh, he was always hurt. And even when they were on the floor, they weren't super great together. Um, so they're going to have to do some soul-searching this offseason and throw some money at somebody, one of these free agents, Um Maybe Victor Oladipo. I don't think he's going to want to come back another minimum contract for uh, Miami, especially after the numbers that he's put up um, in the playoffs this year. So that may be an option for them. But, Joe, your thoughts on the uh, the Suns and Mavericks tonight? I think you're getting a little bit of an echo over there, Sam. A little bit? Yeah. 
Well. Okay, I think it sounds better right there. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Well, I agree with you on every point you made. Uh, really, the only chance that the Mavericks have to even make this a ball game is if, you know, the role players help Luca. I mean, he's he's done literally all that you could. It's almost as if we're looking at LeBron James carrying uh, a really bad Mavs team when they limp their way to the uh, to the NBA Finals against a really good Spurs team back in what was it, maybe '04, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's it's, it's almost very similar. He just he has no help whatsoever. His assist total is high, but these dudes don't make timely shots. Uh, there's really no way that to stop the bleeding when Phoenix goes on those runs. Uh, he's the only one that can stop the bleeding, and whenever he's out of the game, I mean, you gotta get him a breather somewhere somehow. Yeah, they start to tank, and that lead just grows larger and larger. And he just wills their way in cutting it to a single point deficit. But if he gets in foul trouble early and doesn't make it, and that's the one thing. If he gets in foul trouble early and he's not a great free throw shooter and he doesn't knock his free throw that's over the Mavericks, honestly. But Phoenix is just too good. And the only way that Dallas will win these next two games is really just it's all dependent on how the bench does and how the how the role players do. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts. They're just not a good team outside of Luka Doncic. Yeah, it's it would be really surprising if the Mavericks are able to pull off this series, especially with um, Devin Booker being back healthy for them and um, the way Chris Paul has played this postseason. It's really kind of Chris Paul's last chance at fame here. Uh, well, and then if you think about it, I mean, we saw you know we saw like we saw an ass kicking yesterday. I mean, the Warriors out of nowhere, you know, we thought without. Jaw, you know they they just mopped the floor, you know, and they ended up getting blown out. So I mean, anything's possible. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the doors never never close, and that's there's a reason why they play the games, obviously. But uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, game Game Seven in Phoenix will be tough for them if they can get there, but. I don't know. the The issue is their depth and their their lack thereof is uh, just not something that you can get. You can make a deep playoff run lift because you look on the other side at Phoenix and they have a good second unit. They've got solid guys in their starting five. They've got two, maybe three superstars if you. Uh, count uh, DeAndre Ayton and really the the Mavs have one superstar and one guy that can consistently get buckets and the other guys kind of change night in and night out on what they're able to do and they're streaky so I hope it does go to 7 because I think it'll be entertaining and game 7 anything can happen Um, it's just kind of kind of fun to see but um the other one i guess all the series are actually at 3-2 right now uh milwaukee is up 3-2 over boston uh game six is going to be in milwaukee tomorrow uh one of the stories for milwaukee is uh 
they've been doing this since the middle of the first round without their second in command, Chris Middleton. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics series, Joe? Oh man, that's a that's probably the best, probably my favorite series. Of, really, is just a grudge match, man. It's you have good defense, you, from the Boston Celtics. You have you have even better offense from the Milwaukee Bucks. More specifically, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, the dude's just. He's just taking over games right now. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. Yeah. He's definitely, you know, a transcendent player. I mean, we saw them. They were down by a hefty amount, and he just wheeled their way back. And, man, just the defensive play and the defensive prowess at the end to just clutch up and get the stops when they needed them, that, that, was, that was big time. Yes, sir. And, um... It's gonna be, I mean, it kind of really. That might go seventh, honestly, and it might come down to a final possession again. Yeah, it's one of those that, after what Giannis had to do in that last game, he may be so worn down in Game Six that Boston can win, and uh, of course they'd be Game Seven back in Boston, and that would be you know balls to the walls for both teams, obviously. So. That it'd be very interesting to see uh, a game seven there, and just the way that that series is unfolding is has been very very interesting. And uh, I feel like whoever comes out of that series might make a run in the actual finals, and maybe end up winning it. You, I mean, they're the, battle tested. At that point, they're battle tested. I mean, those are probably the two best teams in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I mean it's they're gonna have a, a good chance at at making a run. You can uh, basically say that they have the most star power um, on you know probably more than what Miami has with just really just Jimmy Butler and um, kind of the rising star out of bio. So they're whoever comes out of there is gonna have a really good chance to make it for sure and try to make a good push for it so that's definitely one to keep an eye on the last one is uh, the one that you kind of alluded to earlier Um, Golden State up 3-2 over over Memphis but um, you know what we kind of thought it was over after uh, they were up 3-1 and then Ja Morant went down in that previous game, but without Morant last night, they just had their way with the Warriors, and the Warriors couldn't seem to find a bucket out there and got blown out by 30, 40 points. Um, So it's kind of one of those things, too, that Morant was injured some during the season, and uh, especially there towards the end, and uh, the Grizzlies didn't seem to miss much of a beat without him. It's still another one of those young teams that can push tempo um, get out and transition. They're a pretty decent three-point shooting team, but they have a really good inside-out uh, presence with Jaron Jackson down low. Um, and then Desmond Bain has come to life from three. Um, and then Dylan Brooks is another solid, especially on the defensive side guard, but he can really get his as well. It's hard to say that they'll be able to beat the Warriors, um, especially going back to 
Golden State for Game Six, but uh, they do have a chance, I think. Joe, your thoughts? Man, I really thought that Golden State was going to close the door, you know, get it over with. That probably would have that would have been their best case scenario. Uh, I'm, I would I would like to see the Warriors continue, just because man, it's just been so long since you've seen Steph Curry and Clay Thompson just you know take over games together and. When I, you know, you got, you know, before I really hated that they were always there, but now you kind of get that appreciation. Where it's like, you know, you you more or less want to see Clay really show what he's capable of. I think a lot of people have continued to write him off more and more because of his injuries and setbacks. But I think they'll. I honestly think they'll come back, close it out at Game Six. I think it'll still be close. It'll still be competitive. Memphis has always been that, you know, scrappy team that's going to give you the business and make you earn it. But I just don't think they, they need the star power. And it's not like Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond to just go silent in multiple stretches of games, especially in the playoffs. Thank you, Mr. Big Ass, for that take. And, uh, um, you know, you know um, like you said, it's really going to be tough for them to get things together and uh, be able to pull off another victory in Golden State. So Golden State probably moves on, and then uh, realistically it's probably going to be them versus the Suns on the West. And then um, if Miami could close it out tonight, that would be great. And then uh, the Milwaukee-Boston series is still up for grabs, so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what unfolds and we're going to have to come back and unpack some more of this later on Um, just wanted to do a quick shout out to HBO's winning time Lakers Dynasty Um, it's pretty addicting actually there's uh, nine episodes released so far it's basically the story of uh, Jerry Buss Dr. Jerry Buss buying the team um, coming in and uh, trying to overhaul everything and trying to revamp uh, what was kind of a struggling team at the time uh, with Jerry West as head coach and then uh, Irving Magic Johnson getting drafted um, follows his storyline along with some other coaches um, and then you get to see the rise of the great Pat Riley um, finally get his chance um, it's a very interesting uh, series for sure on HBO. Definitely worth downloading and binging if you uh, have the chance to. Maybe after the playoffs when there's less stuff on. But um, it's been a good watch for sure. Uh, now, Joe, moving on to the NFL. Um, here in the off season, of course, we had the draft a couple weeks ago. There's been uh, huge moves um, made in free agency and uh, trades and different signings. Um, you know, your Cowboys, Joe, have lost a lot. Um, Amari Cooper, some linemen, some guys on defense, um, you know, probably missing a few here and there. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, what the Cowboys have done in the draft and uh, what they've done this offseason and kind of an outlook for next year? Can I see? Can I see? <laughs> well, 
know? You want me to do a punch? <laughs> it's really getting to that point where, uh, you know, we probably shouldn't be talking about the Cowboys anymore on the podcast. Does it make you want to cry? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it's it, it's becoming a recurring theme with them as far as when we talk about them on the show, and it, it might just be time to to hang up the cleats and push them off the segment and get a you know more worthy team. I mean, I don't know what the front office is thinking. I think everybody's lost patience with them. Fans have lost their patience. You know, they're just bad. I mean, they did nothing to get better at all this offseason. Their draft was horrible. 25 years, Joe. Three play, three playoff wins. See, I, was, I was born in 95. 26 years, because their last Super Bowl was in 94. I was born in 95. Yeah. No, 27. 26 years of mediocrity, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's rough. I mean, you're literally, literally, you're you're the Detroit Lions with a little bit more sexiness, just because you're the Dallas Cowboys, and you're the New York Jets with the better quarterback. Come here, Jerry. I'm just, I'm just waiting for opening day because they open up with the Buccaneers at home and they're going to get smashed. (laughs) I just want everybody to finally open their eyes and see that Prescott isn't for Jack Best quarterback. But if he don't worry, if he throws for four or five hundred yards in the third and fourth quarter when they're getting blown out, everybody's going to claim he had a phenomenal game. But what do I know? Yeah, it's always those trash time stats that he's so good at fucking getting, so... Yeah, that's... I mean... There's a lot of questions there on what's going to go on as usual, so... Um, I guess it could be worse. You could be the Packers and not have any wide receivers. Um... (laughs) The Packers have successfully secured no great wide receivers. They drafted some middle-of-the-way guys, and Alan Lazard is their number one wideout right now. Um, so, people think they're still going to be competitive with Aaron Rodgers, which they probably will be, but he also has someone needs someone to throw to, like he's had in, for these past couple of years with Devontae Adams, and that's gonna make it pretty tough. So I don't know. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty rough. Um, one more for for the Cowboys, Joe. Is this McCarthy's last season? Yes, but 
it's you can thank Aaron Rodgers for it. Yeah. You could thank him having a phenomenal defense because that year, I mean, they had AJ Hawk, Clay Matthews, all of their prime, BJ Rossi, all those guys who were just you know, ex you know they were just they're just a very good defensive team, kind of like the way the Cowboys were last year, except. Aaron Rodgers is just that transcendent player that he can at least make that throw to to get you there. You know, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know I, if I'm anybody. I don't I don't know who in their right mind would want to coach the team. Honestly, yeah, it's just why why put yourself in a toxic environment where you can't even do what you got to do to win. Yeah, I mean, from what it looks like, it's, he's kind of a placeholder for uh, one more year, and then they're going to try to get Dan Quinn or somebody else to come in. But by then, they'll probably lose even more guys or trade somebody or, you know, injury, something. So it's probably going to be even worse shape then, so they're going to be having to rebuild again. But, yeah, enough talking about trash. Um <laughs> We'll move on to some some other trash. Uh, the New England Patriots here. Um, and what they did in the draft, Joe, with uh, drafting a lineman from Chattanooga in the first round and then uh, drafting a couple running backs when you have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson that put up good numbers last year and James White. Um... I think they drafted, like, one late wide receiver. Uh, Their big, quote-unquote, big move of the offseason has been bringing in Devontae Parker, who is an aging wide receiver from Miami that hasn't done shit in years. So, they talk about needing to get help for the young QB and Mac Jones, and they really haven't done that to this point. Um, you know, maybe they'll prove me wrong on that. I hope they do, but it's just the way that Belichick has drafted in the past few years has not been great, and he hasn't hit on a lot of these guys other than Mac Jones. So um, uh, that's looking like it may be kind of similar to what we see, what we saw last year over there. Maybe a little bit better. Um, you know, there's it's been a crazy off season here, Joe. Um, in the NFL, I mean, all kinds of crazy blockbuster trades and signings and whatnot. Um, after all the off season transactions, who do you think will have the best record out of the guys that made the big transactions? Either the Broncos, Raiders, Colts, Dolphins, or Browns? Oh man, that's a that's a fun. Ah, let's see. I don't have faith in the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, there's still too many question marks there. If they had a better quarterback, then I'd be like, oh, you know, with Tyreek Hill, you got something cooking. But you have you have Tua Tonga Mailoa under throwing uh, Tyreek Hill in practice, bro. You can't have that. <laughs> and don't post it for God's sake. The Browns, I mean, yeah, you have 
Deshaun Watson, the dude hasn't played in a full season. He's still facing legal trouble. They can easily suspend him or arrest him at any given time, possibly. Right. Baker, Baker Mayfield's not right. better. Yeah. And then who are the other options? Uh, you have the Colts, Raiders, and Broncos. Man, you know, honestly, it might be the Broncos or Raiders. Uh, you'd have to flip a coin on the board. They both made huge transactions. And the story out today on the on the Broncos is Jerry Judy's locked up for some kind of charge. Yeah, I think it was uh, some sort of, like, domestic violence enhancer, which is a misdemeanor, and I think uh, some sort of, like, criminal tampering. Yeah. <laughs> right when he gets a good quarterback, he decides to go on and screw around, so go figure. Um, but if he's able to come back off that, they'll have him, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. Uh, I think they still have, well, I think Gervonta Williams will be the, the lead running back again, and then if they bring back uh, Melvin Gordon. Um and then they have a solid defense still, Patrick Sertain, and they've drafted well over the last few years to kind of build for this. So they should be championship ready if if everything clicks well and um, things go well with the new coach and everything. So, but that uh, that division that they're in with the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers is a freaking hellhole, man. Like. Whoever comes out of that is going to be beat to holy hell. Because that damn division is so good. So. That, that or the NFC East. The AFC West and the NFC West might be the best divisions in all of football. Easily. Who do we have in the AFC West? Is that the Bengals and... No, the AFC West is the Chiefs. Oh, that's the one I just said that. The yeah, NFC, yeah. And, and NFC West, West is uh, the Rams. Cardinals, Rams, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, and there's one more team. Cardinals, Seattle. And Seahawks, yeah. Seahawks, uh, definitely. The Seahawks always have a pretty good defense. I mean, they might suck at offense. Their defense always plays up to par, at least. They're real physical. Their defense will keep them in games. As it always has. So they don't have to worry there. It's just putting points up on the board. It could be a struggle with Drew Locke or Geno Smith at QB, which that was one that was talking about bringing in Mayfield. And I guess they kind of pulled back on that. They don't want to pay him whatever, the $19 million or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I guess they're kind of throwing this year and then looking forward to seeing if they can get C.J. Stroud or somebody in the draft next year. But, yeah, those two divisions are the heavyweight divisions for sure, um, looking into next year. Um, you know, maybe we'll have to uh, transition over to being Texan fans, Joe. Um, your, your boy, Lovey Smith, is running the running the show over there um, and they, they they say that they're sticking with Davis Mills at QB so uh, they did make some decent picks in the draft I remember uh, 
but that's one of those that's kind of a rebuild as well. Your thoughts on the Texans, Joe? Man, <laughs> what do I say about the Texans? They're almost like your Rangers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> just, just as irrelevant as the Cowboys. That's sad. The only reason you know the Cowboys is because Jerry Jones is the owner. I want me some going home. I guess, uh. I honestly don't know who's on their team at all, other than that Lovey Smith is their head coach. Lovey Smith running the show with Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks at wide receiver. What more could you want? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Shit. Well, they're in a weak division, at least. They. They play, um, the Panthers are trash, Jacksonville's trash, um, and then you have the Colts who are trying to revitalize themselves after a down year with Carson Wentz at QB, um, now they have the aging Matt Ryan and then their number one wide receiver is probably Michael Pittman, um, so... That's that's another one of those that's that's kind of rough. Um, I guess the Titans are in there. The Titans will probably win that division again. But the Titans let go of AJ Brown, um, and he went up to your boys in Philly, Joe. Um, what are you thinking about Fly Eagles Fly with uh, AJ Brown and uh, Devonte Smith? That might be that might be a better team than the Cowboys in terms of roster. And I think they have decent running backs, Miles Sanders, and if they use Miles Sanders and actually run the ball, then they can beat the Cowboys. I mean, dude, they were gashing the Cowboys, and for whatever reason, they stopped running the ball. Yeah, I guess they were trying to rely on Hertz's arm a little bit too much, but... Heck, he's not a good thrower of the football. I mean, if, if the Cowboys isolate and make Jalen Hurts beat them, I think they'll be okay. But if you're running against them with the with the ability of Miles Sanders, he's just, you know, he's kind of like a LaShawn McCoy. Not as fast, but he's still a scat back. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, because... Uh, you know, that division has um, kind of revitalized itself a little bit. You've got Dallas, who was the the leader of the pack last year, but they lost a lot. And then you have the Eagles, who kind of brought in some good pieces in the offseason. And then um, the Commanders will probably be a little bit better with uh, Carson Wentz at QB instead of Taylor Heineke. Um, and they've, they've picked up some weapons here and there. Um, and then you have also um, the Giants who are trying to revitalize themselves and um, making some moves here and there. So I, I think right now it's still got to be the Cowboys' division to lose, but like you said, I think the Eagles have a chance to take it if... Um, you know, they're able to rely on the run a little bit more and take some pressure off of Hurts. And um, maybe even when he throws some of those errant throws, he's got some better receivers now. So we'll see what happens with Fly Eagles Fly. Um, 
Joe, any other thoughts of the uh, from the NFL before we wrap up the NFL segment on uh, just any of the moves or expectations for next year? Yes. You know, not really. If you really think about it, not much has happened, if at all. I mean, the draft wasn't very sexy, I guess you could say. Yeah, it was a lot of defensive it, it really guys. wasn't that strong. I feel like, personally, I don't feel like it was a strong draft. No. You know, from Alabama and Georgia, they all went in the first round, and after that, it's kind of like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, there was a lot of... Like, good defensive you know, guys. So, so I'm surprised that Nicobe Dean dropped all the way to the fourth round and he went to the damn Eagles. I, I don't understand <laughs> how a first round grade drops all the way to the fourth round. That that made no sense to me. And the Cowboys passed up on him three times. Yeah. Four times. I'm, I'm just mind blown. Him and Micah Parsons at linebacker and then Jabril Cox coming back. That would have been a really good linebacker group. Yeah, I don't. I mean, typical Cowboys being Cowboys, I guess. But um, I don't know. With kind of when the off season first started was when all those quarterbacks were kind of moving around and stuff. So um, I, I think the uh, if you're looking at those transactions, probably the the best and most impactful one is going to be Russell Wilson with the Broncos. You could argue a close second with Devontae Adams to uh, the Raiders as well. Um, so it's it'll be there's going to be a lot of different guys in different uniforms next year, and things are going to be mixed up a little bit. And um, oh yeah, for sure. So it it'll be interesting, and then of course you have you know the big news that Tom Brady came back and. Um, I think he's still trying to talk Gronk into playing, but um, they were able to sign uh, Mike Evans and Godwin back, I believe. And um, I don't know if you saw um, Tom Brady also signed to be the. I, think, I don't know if it's a sports analyst or color analyst, but he's going to he's going to Fox once he's once he retires. Yeah, he signed that big ten year contract. Uh, for like 337 mil or something something crazy like more than he's made in his NFL career so that'll be interesting to see how he is if he's kind of like a another Tony Romo type or if he brings something else to the table and um, what you know kind of what he's like behind the booth because he's kind of been at least those years that he was in New England he was one of those that was kind of really reserved and that was kind of you know the culture there and stuff so it's really going to be interesting to see what what he's able to do there but uh going into the last segment here joe uh, of course the mlb season is in full swing right now um who are the hot teams early and who's who's looking like they're trending towards the right direction here in the early goings joe all right, so far, it's I've just seen pure dominance by the Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros. Really, it's really the only teams you see consistently winning. I mean, Dodgers, there's really no excuse for it. They have all that star power. Uh, Houston, you know, they've always been a scrappy group. 
I mean, it, it, it feels like it's going to probably be the same teams again. Uh, you're going to have the Yankees in the postseason. You're going to have the uh, the Astros in the postseason. You'll probably have the Cardinals. The Cardinals seem to always make the postseason and make that make that run in the end. I mean, whether they're good or not, their record is always very deceiving. Dodgers should go back to at least the the pennant. I had a shot at winning it and advanced into the World Series. Last year was kind of a letdown, but you know, injured people. Kershaw's looking like a back. He's like if he turned the clock back in his prime form. I think he's probably one of the top pitchers right now. And it is just a little too early, but right now those are really the three biggest teams that are trending in the right direction on a consistent basis. Yeah. Sounds about right to me. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention, but I know my Rangers suck again. Um, See, that was the weird thing, because the Rangers, I felt like, invested so heavily on talent, and they just can't get it done. Corey brought in Corey Seager. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it might be coaching. Um, who knows? Yeah, there's definitely something to... Something needs to happen there. They're just... It's been... A number of years now that they've been relevant, of course. I think back in the, uh, I think it was like 2012, 2013, they had like those two runs to the World Series that they blew, and um, they just haven't really been the same since. They last year kind of uh, revamped the team, got rid of all the old, old guys that have been there for so long, even some of those runs that. Um, they kind of cleared house and brought in all the the guys from uh, AAA and stuff and tried to give them a chance to see what they had, but they just they don't seem to have it right now. I mean, they um, you know, a lot of the games look like they're decently competitive. They're just not quite finishing things out. and uh, Of course, there's some blowouts here and there, but um, it's looking like another one of those down years for sure, at least early. And um, it's one of those things that they're going to have to make some some moves in the off season to get back to relevancy. So, um, but of course, you still have uh, the Astros still playing well, even though they lost some uh, key guys in the off season. Um, so, it's crazy. you guys aren't even doing all that well. Yeah, you don't, hear, you don't hear about them anymore. Yeah, they. I haven't heard much about uh, Springer, George Springer or uh, Correa. Correa. So I guess they just kind of. You know what the Blue Jays are doing actually pretty good. I feel like. Oh yeah, Bo- the Jays are pretty good. Yeah. You got Bo Bichette and uh, Vlad Jr. Yeah, so that's another team that's gonna be pretty good. Looks like at least early, so they've got some pretty good talent there, but, uh, you know, here in the next uh, month, really, um, that's what's going to be available to us is uh, Major League Baseball, some golf events here and there, but another solid month of NBA playoffs here, um, NHL playoffs, if you're into that, Dallas Stars, I believe, are still in it, um, so definitely a whole lot to watch right now. So get your fill before we get into the dry times. But uh, um, definitely, uh, that's kind of what we see right now with, with baseball, and then 
Um, of course, College uh, World Series will be coming up here pretty soon as well. Yep. Um, we, uh, we truly thank you for listening to the show. And again, a quick shout-out to the Mike Taylor Show. Uh, doing their thing around town this week, trying to sell more plates. Um, if you want to buy some, me and Joe have them. Uh, $12 for the plate. Uh, whether you want to go or just, you know, donate to the Boys and Girls Club. Um, and then 25 for the VIP for uh, the plate, shirt, and access to the ground. So just let us know on any of our social media or if you have our numbers or whatever, just hit us up and we can hook you up with that. Um, but as always, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Uh, streaming here live on iHeartRadio from the uh, Quentin Drive Recording Studios. We'll see you next time, and thanks for tuning in. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.